If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, July 25th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I'm grateful for the uh, studio monitor headphones that we get to wear that block out all other noise. Would you care to explain? We've reached the point in potty training where Ellie Dollar knows that saying she needs to go potty will send us running. And so every night now, for the past couple nights, when we put her in her crib to go to bed, normally she's a perfect angel at bedtime. She wants to be tucked in. She wants to make sure her animals are where they should be in her crib. And then that's that. She's like, good night. I love you. And then she goes to bed and sleeps for 12 hours. Yeah, she's so good. But now she started about five minutes after we leave the room. She started... Daddy, I have to go potty. Daddy. And then it's the conflict as the logical adult person. You're thinking, well, she's only two and a half. She's not capable of manipulation yet. Oh, but she is. But she is. And then you get in there and she sits on the potty and then has a, like, sits on the potty, looks at you and then says something like, She's like, go get a book. Let's get a book. Let's read. Or she's like, hey, how about the Braves? They really, they've really been then, uh, you know, sliding since the All Star break. Like what? <laughs> you know, just yeah. a completely different conversation. But nothing. Tears are gone. Yeah, she's fine. So I was the sucker tonight. I have you were the sucker tonight. But here's your problem: is you turn on the monitor and turn up the sound, so you can one hear what she's saying, and two hear the little. Like you just hear everything and it's so heartbreaking. I don't listen to it. Can't do it. Cannot do it. Um, and another note, RE potty training. I feel like I got the, finally, someone gave me the face that I was expecting when I brought up potty training. We have new neighbors in our neighborhood and I went outside to meet them and they have two little girls one of them is like Ellie's age, maybe a hair older than Ellie. And um, I, they said, oh, you have a little girl, right? I was like, oh yeah, she's inside with her dad. You know, we're in the middle of potty training and she and her husband both go, oh, like they made a visceral, there was a visceral reaction yeah. to me saying that. I'm like, you know what? Number one, everybody should have that reaction because none of my friends had that reaction. They're like, oh, okay, good luck. You know, get some toys, get some M&Ms, whatever. Like nobody gave me the visceral reaction. And number two, everybody likes to talk crap about parenting. Like people like to talk crap about marriage. You know, when you say you're getting married, oh, good luck, same person, rest of your life, whatever. And people say things about parenting that always have driven me nuts. Like, oh yeah, get ready to never sleep for 18 years and all this stuff. What they should be saying is, whew, Enjoy the first two years because potty training sucks. And then I would be like, that would be legitimate to me. All the other stuff, like don't take away my parenthood joy, but nobody prepared me for this. And people complain about everything related to parenting. Never once did I hear how horrible potty training was. Is that the joke? Is that the, have we been initiated into some club where parents have collectively decided that they will crap talk every step of the parenting journey except potty training so that when you hit potty training, it's almost like initiation. 
I mean, I feel like we've been in a tornado and like my head's kind of spinning. I haven't left a five mile radius of my house in two weeks. Um, so yeah. And I will say, I think we've had it fairly easy yeah. as far as kids go. Like Ellie's pretty good. It's just exhausting to think about it all the time. And I look forward to the day where our adult conversation is not about bathroom talk. Our, it's like not a sexy. If potty vibe. trading was a punch card, I think we're only one mandatory punch away from kind of graduating a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that is the uses the potty at school. Mm-hmm. So she's used the potty at our house. She's used the potty at her grandparents' house. She's used a potty at a friend of Callie's house during a play date. Mm-hmm. Uh, she will not use the potty at school, but we're we're making small baby steps. So she sat on it. First day, wouldn't even go Nothing. in the bathroom. Second day, sat on it. So we have big hopes for today. So I think that once those are punched, that's kind of moving from your permit to your license. Mm-hmm. And then you get experience points. Yeah. Pu- and this public, kid, like public bathrooms, that's going to be an experience point. You know, that's I mean? going to be an experience point for me. Cause I'm going to have a hard time with that, with the germs. Like I, I don't even really use public bathrooms unless I really have to go. Like, I just think they're so nasty. Um, But what was I going to say about, oh, and to someone, I know someone called and was like upset with us for pushing her too soon. I will tell you this to justify our behavior that our child is smart, ready, and knows what she's doing. I woke up yesterday morning and I got Ellie up and I had to pack some things up for her in her backpack. So I'm doing that downstairs. She disappears, cannot find her. I'm like, Ellie, Ellie, Ellie. So I walk upstairs, walk into her bedroom and her bathroom door is closed with the light on. I open it. She has peed in her little potty, poured it in the big potty, and is now rinsing it out in the sink. That kid knows what she's doing. 100%. Yeah, she knows. She knows. So we're being manipulated. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for, ooh, extra sharp cheddar cheese. (laughs) It's so good. I think for me, it's part nostalgia and part it's delicious, but I think we should try extra sharp on a burger. Okay. Because we do like medium cheddar, but I feel like the extra sharp, that's when you get into the bite. You I'm, know? Not, I'm not a, I, I'm not, I have no loyalty to a specific cheese on a burger. Mm-hmm. So we can do whatever you want. The nostalgia part for me is that we would drive up to my, see my grandparents in Asheville, my dad's parents. And they would, we would pull up their driveway and they would every single time have like Cracker Barrel, extra sharp cheese and crackers waiting out for us. And so I don't know, maybe it's a core memory thing, but I bought a thing, Tillamook, because there is no other cheese brand to me, but Tillamook. I bought some extra sharp cheddar from Tillamook the other day. It's so good. Is there any chance that the wailing coming from Ellie's room is being picked up on our microphones. I don't think so. Because you can hear it, right? I can hear it. I'm trying not to think about it. She'll calm herself down. She's got this. And we're totally being manipulated here. We can't go in there again. And we told her the last time we went in there, you have one chance to go to the bathroom and then we're leaving for the night. And then- I'm not saying this to try to encourage anything. I'm I'm just repeating the facts that I've been told. 
When I was in there, she was repeatedly asking for you. And I told her that you were. Why are you doing this to me? I'm just saying she was asking for you over and over. Like, so what do I do? Do I go in there? Let's listen. Let's listen. Is she screaming out? Now she's just screaming the word out. Okay, I'm going to go in there and read her a book. We got to pause the show. Well, (laughs) that took a turn. (laughs) That was a little more than we expected. Okay, so sometimes you're a good parent. Sometimes you're not the best parent. (laughs) And that's just parenting for you. Um, Okay, so real life in our house. I went in there and Ellie was actively crawling out of her crib. And it was because she threw up in her crib. So she made herself upset. She threw up in her crib. And then she was screaming for us and trying to get out because she got sick in her crib. And none of us want to be in our own filth. So we um, had to take a second shower for the night, second pair of PJs for the night, change the bedding, do that whole deal. And what, an hour later? We're back. So, was it that long? I don't know because for me, time stopped because she wanted to lay on the floor with me and share her blanket with me and uh, made me put, like made us touch foreheads and put my, it was as though somebody from a foreign government mm-hmm. came to her and said, he has secrets. Here's how you can get them. <laughs> and she just gave the cutest little, the sweetest snuggles I've ever had from her. And we just laid there on the floor for how long was it? 20 minutes? I could have fallen yeah. asleep. I thought you were asleep, which is the only reason I went in there. Because I was like, Jeff. I could have. I could have. Com- we got to record. Yeah. I could have completely fallen asleep. But So that's a day in the life of having a toddler. But the- Live on our show, pretty much. <laughs> that unfolded life. But the good news is. When that happened, she, I think she fell asleep when I moved her from the floor back to the crib. I think she was asleep before. In two seconds. She hit the crib mattress. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> moving on. There is a house for sale in Atlanta. And I have driven past this house a hundred times. So have you. And I had no idea that at one point it was the most expensive home listed on that FMLS marketplace database thing in the country. Okay. Here is- Do you know what house I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. So in Atlanta, I I peruse real estate listings around us just because we love our area, whatever. I probably do it once a month. Go on, just see what's available. I think it's a verb now. Use Zillow. I Zillow. So I'm on Zillow and I don't, I don't ever do the price thing. Like I don't filter it by price because we're not actively looking for a house. I'm just seeing what's out there. Yeah. And I come across this. So we'll see, we'll see the, the 350 grand houses and we'll see the 1,350,000 grand houses. And then we'll see this house. How much is it for sale for? $48 million. $48 million. So I'm like, that's got to be a typo or something because Atlanta has some very big, very beautiful, expensive homes and the land is very expensive here. So it is not uncommon 
for me to see like an $8 million house, a $10 million. Like that to me was the cap of Atlanta, like up, 10 or $12 million. As far as record breakers go, up until this point, Tyler Perry, the the film producer, mm-hmm. had a house that was on the market for $25 million and it sold for eighteen. That house was right on the river. It sold to Steve Harvey, right? It sold to uh, a, a televangelist, televangelist person right. who then sold it to Steve Harvey. I don't know how much that transaction was. This is double that. This, okay. So this but it, is- It comes with, it says it's fully furnished. And there's, I'm sure, some very high-end artwork. Oh, there's a room that they compare to a room at the Vatican Museum. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. I also noticed, because land is really expensive here, that it's 17 acres, which 17 acres altogether in the city limits is pretty unheard of. I mean, out in the country, like, because once you get probably 45 minutes outside of Atlanta, there's country and you can get easily acreage out there, but you cannot get it like that in the city. So it's one, who's going to buy it? And how do you even sell to that house? Like, I don't- it has its own website. You can Google it. The house has a name. It's called Chestnut Hall. I went to look at the website and couldn't access it because I think it was, I saw it when it was written and, up in the paper. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are looking at it. Um, the house is called Chestnut Hall. I think it's a little bit funny that it's a $48 million house and they're over bandwidth on their, you know, probably Wix.com site. Right. Well, I do something that's interesting. So we know a handful of real estate agents and one of our friends is a luxury real estate agent. And at one point he had a house on the market for what was it like $6 million or something. Uh And he was explaining to us how you go about finding buyers for $6 million homes. And a lot of it was like, trying to find international businessmen, like people that aren't from here, like people overseas with exorbitant amounts of money. That was for a $7 million house. Yeah. This is what, 42 is what you said? 48. 48, like where do you even go? I would like to have this guy on the podcast. Actually- The The guy that owns the house or the real estate agent? The guy that owns the house. His name is John K. McDonald, and he started a company that does- Cheeseburgers. Travel incentive. (laughs) Uh, I bet he's never heard that before. Travel incentive packages. Okay. Not 100%. I'm not sure if that's, you know, the thing that we have with Capital One type thing. If you you spend this much money, you get a free rental car upgrade or whatever. Or if it's, I don't know what it is. I don't, maybe it's tiny little shampoos. I don't know, but it has something to do with travel and incentive and amenities. I, I would, I would like to interview him on the podcast. What would you ask him? I would just, I would like to ask him. I'm going to, I don't know. You want to ask him about the house or about his business life? Everything. At some point you, if you're selling a house that's $48 million, you have a piece of art in there that is worth over a million dollars, probably several. Mm-hmm. 
probably several that are worth several million dollars. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. what, what do you do the first time you buy that? Like, what, do you call people and go, hey, I just picked up an original, you know, first draft of the Mona Lisa and yeah. I've, and I got it in the hall outside the pantry. What, how, how does, what do you, just what is that sort of wealth like? Yeah, I can't even wrap my head around that. I do hope that he's not still living there because I feel like once he you're- is. Well, I would assume that if you have that much money, you have other homes that you're going to. Because I feel like once your address is on the internet, people are going to be like, oh, you got $42 oh. million and a bunch of paintings. Like that guy better have some heavy security. Well, the reason that I- Like you should drive by in and see if there's security there. I've I've driven by it a hundred times. It doesn't look like the aerial view that you can see. Okay. I mean, the pool. So you can't see it from the street. You can see a structure, but it doesn't look. You can see a structure, but I think it might be the pool house. Okay. What I thought was the home. Because the pool, I, I think you have to take a vehicle to get from the house to the pool. And the pool house, is a four, it's a four-bedroom or five-bedroom Six and a half than our house. pool house. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's just one. But I would just be fascinated because we were talking the other week that sometime in the next couple months, you're going to make the final payment on your car note. And this will be the first time you've ever paid a car loan off beginning to end. Yes. You will treat yourself to something that weekend. Right. It might not be extravagant. It might be a, a frosty from Wendy's. But in some way, you're going to celebrate. Right. So it's a big deal. What does he do? What does he do? When How he, does he celebrate? What does he do when he pays off his Picasso? You know? Yeah. Anyways. And I also, then I would want to talk to him about his business. And I would like to- I want to, you know what I would ask? I would ask what he bought with his first really big paycheck. Right. Because I feel like and does that's he, something- And does he still have it? And does he still have it? That's something I feel like is a really cool- question to ask Yep, because it shows what it just says a lot about a person. You had your first big paycheck. You bought yourself a watch. Yeah. Yeah. My, my first bonus, my first radio bonus. I bought myself a Rolex from a pawn shop. From a pawn shop? hundred percent. Yep. And then you gave it to your dad. Now your dad has it. I gave it to my dad 20 years later because I made a goal that on my 40th birthday, I would buy myself a brand new Rolex. So I had Very one, fancy. I had the used one. For 20 Got years. Then on my 40th birthday. So I'm going to know. Him. Yeah. Like when he made his first, whatever so is what, big to him. Because you know that time there you get a first big check where you're like, wow, life is different right this second. What did he spend it on? I, I, I'm going to try to see if I get two things. One, see if he would be open to it. And if he would be. Two, to see if he would allow us to record it in his house. Oh, that would be awesome. I yeah. feel like there's no way we're getting tickets to this show, but- Love your enthusiasm. I have been so excited for Liquid IV to come back as an advertiser because I have something fantastic to tell you about. Now, we got this product about a month and a half ago, so we've been drinking it for a month and a half, and it is so good. They now have Liquid IV 
available in sugar-free. This has been years in the making and it uses a proprietary zero sugar hydration solution with no artificial sweeteners. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Um, We got some peach. It was delicious. They also have um, my OG flavor, lemon lime in sugar-free. And it's great if you really don't like the sugar, but you want to stay hydrated, especially in this crazy heat, right? It is so important to stay hydrated. Now, liquid IV comes in a powder form. You use one ounce, uh, one stick in 16 ounces of water and it hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Now, sugar-free, Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you use promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. We are trying to save money in the dollar house. And one way we do that is by eating in a lot more. And that means the caraway pans are out. Now I have been a caraway customer before they were an advertiser on our show. I was looking to find an alternative to nonstick um, because I used to be a huge nonstick fan, but I hate all the chemicals that go in them. So I spent some time doing research and stumbled upon caraway. Caraway makes cookware with the convenience of nonstick without the concerns of toxic forever chemicals. So you get the best of both worlds. I love cooking with my caraway pans. The food glides right off the plate. They are so easy to clean and they have absolutely beautiful colors to choose from. So beautiful that we frequently leave our caraway pans on the stove because they match so well with our kitchen. And I have this light beige color. Oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. Non-toxic kitchenware means food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce chemicals will leach into your healthy ingredients. All sets come equipped with a complimentary easy-access storage solutions to keep the kitchen tidy. Visit carawayhome.com slash upside10 to get 10% off. Certain exclusions apply. That's carawayhome.com slash upside10 or use code upside10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. The date is July 23rd. No, it's the 25th. Oh, you mean two days ago. I'm going back in time. Yeah. The temperature outside is in the 90s. Mm -hmm. The humidity is that of an Amazon rainforest. Mm -hmm. 102. You know how sometimes people get, you know, they graduate with a 4.2. And and I've never understood that because a 4.0 is the best you can get. But somebody got a 4.2. The humidity was 110%. Mm-hmm. The humidity was overachieving the same way those kids overachieved. Mm-hmm. And Kroger was selling without shame, not tucked into a corner, not hidden in the back of the store. Like, oh man, management is making us do this, mm-hmm. but we'll just, we'll, we'll make it not a big deal out of it. Right front and center by the cash registers. Halloween candy. Okay, here is what I have to say about that. Not Halloween candy, by the way, where it's, oh, here's some candy. Perhaps it's for Halloween. Perhaps it's for another occasion. They were pumpkins. They were the the, peanut, the pumpkin peanut butter cup mm-hmm. things. Okay, I have 
multiple things to say about that. One, I feel like that is inexcusable, way too early, completely ridiculous. And you should not be, I feel like you have to wait until Labor Day is over. That's my, like some people don't wear white after Labor Day. I say no Halloween candy comes out before Labor Day. And even take the dates off the calendar, right? Let's mm-hmm. remove the dates from the calendar. You shouldn't be able to buy a chocolate treat that you can't walk to the car to or with, melting, yeah. without it changing form. Yeah. Um, my other thought about that is I don't know that it's Kroger. I My guess would be that it is Reese's or whoever owns Reese's. Because you know they send people, like the soda companies, like send people to the stores to do their displays and stuff. So yeah. if they're paying, they're probably paying extra for that. So I say you blame Reese's and not. But it's still. the And isn't that kind of gross? What? That we're like, if it's in stores now, that means it was made. I don't know. What at the beginning of the year? We're not going to be eating it until October. Some people are eating it now. My, the folks on Instagram who saw the picture of it, because I took a picture and said, is this a joke? So many people responded with, no, it's not. If you go to Home Goods, they've got two aisles of it. If you what? go here, Costco apparently has snowsuits out for kids. Kids winter clothes out. Um, other stores have this and that and all this. Now I discount Hobby Lobby is supposed to have that stuff out all the time. Michaels is supposed to have that stuff out all the time. Right. Home goods even gets a bit of a pass. A bit of a pass. But your your supermarket, no. Yeah, I say you blame Reese's. Here's why. And there's so many people who are so enthusiastic about it. They're so excited. They People asking, which store do you shop at? I want to go there. Really? Yes. Mm. Mm. But see, then it's not fun to eat Halloween candy on Halloween. You Precisely. know what I mean? Like, we always buy ours the week of Halloween because we know we're going to eat it. Yeah. Right? We know it's going to sit in that bucket. We're going to take it out of the wrapper, which is our, or out of the bag, which right. is the first mistake. Then we're going to pour it in the thing. Then we know we're going to have to make a second run for Halloween candy because we're going to be snacking on it every time we see it. And then we're going to do the 50% off the day, the November 1st run. Um, and then we're going to eat Ellie's candy. Uh, the, uh, the trick, by the way, put this in your calendars, is if you go on the afternoon or the evening of October 31st, it's already marked down. Nice. All right, here are your three random things for today. Uh, number one, it is possible to die from laughter. There have been that would cases- be the best way to die, don't you think? There have been cases of people who died after hitting holes in one, after bowling perfect games, upon hearing the words not guilty, and also while doing the doing the deed with, mm. with their significant other. The reason good news puts us at risk is because happiness will activate the part of the brain that is also responsible for the fight or flight reaction to threats. And this... Uh, adrenaline, quick adrenaline release uh, can sometimes backfire in large animals, which is a human. You're yeah. a human. You're a large animal. So <laughs> don't die. Don't die. Imagine dying from dad jokes. Oh my gosh. Uh, hey, dad, can you make me a sandwich? <laughs> Poof, you're a sandwich. I feel like if that happens, you have to put that on your tombstone or something. If put you died of laughing, wouldn't you want the tombstone to be to the, have joke. the joke? Yeah, of course. To be the joke. Uh, your second random thing for today is a new study 
is talking about what makes dogs the happiness, the happiest. Um, And it turns out that it's a strong social support network that has the biggest impact on a dog's health. They also um, compared that to financial factors, household, household stability and the age of the owner. That does not matter as much as like their social stuff, which kind of makes you feel bad for our dogs because our dogs are not very social. But it says that other pets helped make the dogs happy. Children have a negative impact on dogs. And uh, also people from higher income homes had more, their dogs had more health issues. I would venture to say that's because they're buying inbred designer dogs, you know? Our vet told us, uh, well, also dog food, our vet told us uh, a few years ago. No, they have more problems. I know. Rich people have dogs with more problems. Well, our vet told us to- Not the golden retrievers. What? Oh, go ahead. Why would a vet talk to us about golden retrievers? I'll tell you in a minute. Finish your thought first. We've never had a golden retriever. I know, but when I used to take Blair to her oncologist when she had cancer, I would always see golden retrievers there. And I mentioned something to our- tech one time I was like, oh my gosh, every time I hear, I feel like I see, um, golden retrievers and they're like, oh, you know, actually the lifespan of golden retrievers now is only like seven years. And it used to be 13 because the breed has been inbred and now they have like imperfections and whatever, which is sad. Cause it's like one of my favorite dog breeds, but that's what I thought you were going to say. Shout out to all the golden retriever listeners who are stuck around that. Sorry. I love them, but that's just what I, I, I it didn't come from me. What I was going to say was that we were, whatever we were feeding the do- our dogs, it was a like a natural something, a more expensive dog food. Our vet said, hey, this is research it hasn't come out yet because the, these companies are beating it down, but it is going to come out. Uh, just the off-the-shelf stuff is so much better because when you remove, I can't remember what the ingredient, it was a grain, it was like a grain free. Yeah, it was grain free. Grain free. And they said dogs need that in their digestive system to help break down the protein. So dogs who are eating a grain free diet that's not supervised by a veterinarian will actually lose muscle mass. Because yeah, they, they so we take. were like, oh, whoops, because we were trying to feed Blair all this like fancy stuff when she was sick. And then the vet was like, stick with Purina. Yeah. It's great. And then the vet said, golden retrievers dropping like flies. (laughs) Tell your friends. No, I didn't say they were dropping by flies. I said their life, their lifespan has decreased over the past like decade. I would still get one. I would get a golden retriever in a heartbeat if you would let me. Labradoodles, violent, terrible. What? Just throwing out bad news about popular dogs (laughs) to try to (laughs) you. All right, and your final random thing is uh, Monmouth University did this study. It doesn't make any sense why somebody would have signed off on this because, duh. But sunshine makes people nicer and makes us want to help others more. On sunny days, regardless of the temperature, uh, participants in the survey answered questions. um, Or no, I'm sorry, the, the school went out and attempted to conduct a survey by sending out people with clipboards and questionnaires and asking people to answer questions. On sunny days, more people cared to answer questions. They also looked at tips. People left more generous tips 
on sunny days um, that it's compared to when it's cloudy. So nice days put us in a good mood. That's courtesy the most obvious survey ever, Monmouth University. Those are your three random things. Hug your goldens. Thanks for listening to the Upside Passcast. Peace to you. Kelly Jeff, it is Steve from Apopka, but actually I am in Duluth, Georgia overnight for a quick turn and burn. My shower strategy when I'm at home at Chateau Relaxo, it is an evening shower, wake up in the morning and start my day. When I'm traveling, I typically shower in the morning and then get my day going. My wife, the CEO of Chateau Relaxo, showers every night and oftentimes showers again in the morning. Not sure why, but I don't ask a lot of questions. And then Jeff, you were talking about great grocery stores. One of my favorites was the old time Harry's Farmer's Market, late 1980s, early 1990s. And follow that by anytime I'm up north, it's a guaranteed stop at Wegmans. What an amazing, amazing grocery store. And speaking of grocery stores, I was reading in the Wall Street Journal today that Dolly Parton, believe it or not, actually recently acquired Big Lots, Piggly Wiggly, and Harris Teeter, consolidating all three stores, rebranding it as Big Wiggly Teeters. Keep up the good work. Bye. Jeff Dollar, I have listened to you on the radio since day one of the bird show like before you guys even started and it was like music for a whole week because it was a brand new radio station starting so i listened to you there and i listened to you for most of the time at star but i really could not stand your co-host um so i probably missed a couple of episodes here and there um but then i've listened to every episode of the upside and i have never heard that jeff dollar got arrested story so it's like bread of information for me. Um, you're a criminal, man. It's all good. Love you guys. Bye. Y'all, you're not being scrappy if you're ordering DoorDash. That is so expensive. All those extra fees and then tipping. When you're being scrappy, when you go pick it up yourself. <laughs> I'm being serious, but that is not being scrappy, y'all. Callie and Jeff, what is the big deal? if Ellie is not able to advance with her classmates. She will use that as motivation to get potty trained once she sees that her friends have moved on and she's stuck back with the littler kids. I think you're overthinking all of this. Bye. Hey, guys. um, It's Monday, and I had to stop the podcast and call because Jeff's story about being arrested struck two chords with me. One, um, he is, now he and Bruce Springsteen are basically the same person because they both got arrested in a federal park on federal lands. And second, when he was talking about, he said, yeah, they they took me in, they fingerprinted me. All I could think of was Alice's Restaurant. And I need to know if they put Jeff on the Group W bench um and did all kinds of mean and nasty things to him (laughs) because that's the vibe that i totally got while listening to that story so anyway i know my brain's weird but you guys have a great day and um keep up the great work bye y'all